Hi, this is Guy Jacquier uh, with Operation Encore, and uh, we're here today to talk to Andrew Wiscombe about his life, his music, his military career, and uh, the new recording that he's doing here at AR Audio. Um, I have with me also Adam Rossi, who is both the A and the R of AR Audio. Um, I wish I was A&M. That would have been <laughs> a little bit more successful. A&W. Oh, oh. Mm. free root beer for life. <laughs> Okay, but we're going to go into uh, a lot more on Andrew, but just a brief introduction. Um, Andrew's one of our Operation Encore artists, serving seven years in the U.S. Army, um, achieved the rank of sergeant before separating from the Army, um, and is now pursuing his musical career. So, Andrew, welcome. Why, thank you for having me. It's great to have you. So, Andrew, we've been talking, we've been hanging out for the last couple of days making a record, and uh, we talked a lot driving up and driving back because I live down in the South Bay. And uh, so we had some good conversations, but just for our listening audience, can you tell us about where you came up and where you grew up and how you got into this business of music? And Sure. Yeah. So I uh, was born on an Air Force base in Montana. My dad was Air Force for a while and he got out and then was a Green Beret in the Army after that. Well, I was born in Montana, but my whole family is from Utah. So we moved back to Utah Mormon heritage all the way back to Joseph Smith times. You know, I've come from that stock. So, but great place to grow up. Grew up in the mountains on a farm, blue collar family, a lot of hard workers. You know, I also had my stepdad was a school counselor and stuff, but also a farmer. So we had the blue collar blood, I guess, so to say. Grew up there and uh, did a two year Mormon mission to Brazil. Too bad this isn't video because you would see that I'm no longer even close to that <laughs> status anymore. But it was a good time. Learned Brazilian Portuguese, learned Spanish as well. And, you know, afterwards they were so close. Then I uh, got home and joined the military and, uh, yeah, did seven years in the Army. So, Andrew, can you tell us a little bit about um, what motivated you to enlist? I mean, you said your father was in the service, but what was that? Was it, you know, a different calling? What What got into you? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was going to school and it just wasn't fitting. I was having a hard time at school. Got looking around and that just seemed like the right route for me. And it was, you know... This was high was, school? Yeah, no, this this was uh, after my mission. So this was college. I was going to college. I got like a year done. And I was, uh, I just, yeah, it wasn't fitting. It just wasn't working at the time. I figured this could be a way to kind of do something I wanted to do always. You know, as a kid, I heard the stories from my dad jumping out of airplanes and all this, you know, so I thought that'd be sweet. So I did that. I just uh, joined and went to basic training in airborne school and then several other things from then on out. So, yeah. Well, um, I know we're going to go into your military career a little bit later, but those of us who've listened to a lot of your songs, you're, you're a fantastic songwriter and you you really do portray the, the common man, the working man, uh, the blue-collar guy with the truck um, in a number of your songs and seem to have a lot of empathy for, for that. Um, so why don't you give us an example of that with your song, Working Man's Mile. Sure thing. That's not the song. That's just testing. <laughs> Tell me that this road reaches forever 
And he stretches out beyond the Midwest style These see red carpets for the stars But for most that looks like Mars Oh, I'm bound to walk the working man's mile I'm bound to walk the working man's mile Ooh, I'm bound to walk the working man's mile I'm slinging prayers today That this sun shines here to stay And I'm bound to walk the working man's mile My guitar is outdated She's hurting for a brand new set of strings They say she's broken and she's battered Well that hasn't really mattered She's bound to help the working man sing Well she's bound to help the working man sing She's bound to help the working man sing She's slaving at high noon Hoping that she stays in tune She's bound to help the working man sing Summer sweat liquid soil Soaking through that rocky soil Calistan's throat is dry Never time to question why They tell me that this fire's good for soothing And it's got some magic deep inside its coals They say gather kin and friends Maybe even make amends Oh, it's bound to heal the working man's soul Oh, it's bound to heal the working man's soul Oh, it's bound to heal the working man's soul It's burning to the sky Captivating every eye And it's bound to heal the working man's soul That was great, Andrew. Thanks. Um, if we can move on to a little bit, talk about your military service, because obviously it's a it's 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 a big part of your life, and it's a big part of your songwriting. Um, just a you know general comment. You know, really great songwriters were able to draw on you know personal emotions and experiences and wrap them up into this gift of a song and and deliver them to an audience and connect and share that emotion directly or indirectly and. You know, you obviously have a vast <laughs> reservoir of experiences to to draw on in your seven years um, of service. So um, if you can talk a little bit about where you served in the military and understanding that a lot of it was as, as a sniper in special operations and combat situations, there may be parts you can't talk about, but to the extent you can you can talk about, you know, where you were and what you did, uh, maybe the audience would like to hear about that. Yeah, so I uh, joined the Army in... 
2005. Went in infantry and um, airborne. And then from there got kind of selected for sniper teams and LURS teams, which is long range reconnaissance and surveillance. So I uh, ended up going to sniper school. I did a year in Korea too, and then I deployed to Iraq as a sniper for a battalion recon team. And the idea was to have like each battalion could have their own kind of self-contained little quick reactionary special ops type team is, is what they were trying to build. And I was part of that. And then um, later, because of some language stuff, I was approached for some other missions that worked more directly with um, special ops people. My specific dialect of Portuguese was one that was desired. So I got to do some time Central South America type stuff. And uh, all my service, you know, you see things, you hear things, you your worldviews start to change immensely. And then you realize the little box that you grew up in is not exactly how the world runs. And so I think I began to question politics, morality, mm-hmm. spirituality, religion, everything really everything, came to everything a head. Everything that you had been involved with Everything I, life. for lack of a better word, that I had been indoctrinated yeah. to believe or whatever, you know, that I just, no one is was uh, trying to be malicious, but just things I found they weren't exactly what I really believed or what the world seemed to be showing me. Yep. Um, so there was a there was a rift there and uh, caused a lot of heartache. You know, I, I, I got married when I was in the military. I was married for almost 11 years. Um, my first son was born when I was in Iraq. I'd been there not even a month, and he was born. Um, so missing that, and then you're going out on these missions and you're wondering, man, am I ever going to see my kid? You know, it's today the day that I'm going to, I'm going to be the unlucky one. It's this kind of always hangs in your head. Right. And then you get home and see him and it's not, you know, you're there. So yeah. Must uh, focus the mind having people shooting at you and trying to blow you up <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> well, you know, one thing that I learned, I was talking to Adam about too, is uh, one thing that I was taught is that the mind is the first line of defense, the first weapon, everything else supplemental, right? So if you can have a grip on that, you can do just about anything. Like you could put a rucksack on when you're 140 pounds, that's your weight, and you can walk all day if your mind is right. Yep. You told me about one of your training exercises where you'd been hiking for 24 hours in the wilderness and then yeah. came across one of your instructors and he's barbecuing and you haven't eaten in 24 hours or yep. slept or done anything and yep. you have to keep playing it cool. And yep. There's getting- just so – the military does a great job of setting people up with those situations to try to, you know – and so I was fortunate enough to have some of those, a little bit, some some advanced, and it's great. Um, but as much as my mind was good for that, I don't think it was good for the shock that was sent to my system after my, you know, worldview was shattered. And just you see things that are really going on in the world, and it's, it's heartbreaking, to yeah. say the least, yeah. It's kind of hard to go back. To- yeah, and I've always, you know, I... I failed to mention I was a punk rocker in high school, you know, and I always like, I always... Yeah, you were on the Warp Tour. Yeah, I always like music, right? And yeah. so there's this idea that um, musicians, songwriters, you have this tender heart. And so I had this tender heart, but yet I had this difficult job, so trying to reconcile. I could do it when I was there, but, you know, after it was kind of the shock, like, ooh. Yeah. Really, did all that just happen? Uh, talk a little bit, if you would, you know... Um, 
part with music in your life, say while you're in Iraq? I mean, you obviously have mission stuff, and you have you have downtime, you have time yeah. to chill, you have probably you know time in between, um, both as a way to relax and you know as a way to sort of bring brothers together and just you know hang out. Yeah. So I, I had a, I took a, I had a Martin backpacker guitar left handed and I shoved it in a duffel bag and I'm, I'm taking this and I did I got it over there and uh, I would play just sometimes after missions or things and you know sometimes you go out on a mission be eight hours sometimes it'd be three sometimes you've gone for three days you know it just kind of depends like you're somewhere else or um, but we'd come back and I always just like to play music but I remember one time uh, a lot of stress had just built up. And me and a couple other guys, we were living in tents, and there's foam tents, right? So they spray them with foam. And uh, we just cleared out kind of where our beds were, and we blasted Pearl Jam, the album, <laughs> 10. And we just blasted And I remember kicking a hole through that foam. So I was just so, ah, you know, it had to go somewhere. And all of us, we just... We had such a blast. It felt so good after. Just destroyed just, your Just tent. destroy, <laughs> like feel like I was Eddie Vedder on stage, you know, like. And it was just this way to kind of, all the stresses. And, and there's there's also this thing when you're over there that you're just waiting for something to happen. Right. And when it doesn't happen for a while, then you're like, it's got to go somewhere. You just have all this built up anxiety. And so we chose to rock out Pearl Jam and whatever else so did you find that you were meeting like other guys with guitars other musicians did did you jam you know band i mean I, you know, how does that work i did more back um like if i was stateside or in korea not so much over um overseas not too much um but i did we did uh one time we went to the green zone same guys i did pearl jam thing with we found this rec room and it had drums and an electric guitar, and I'm left-handed, and I, so I just start ripping solos upside down, <laughs> and then another guy on drums, and we're just we were going nuts, you know what I mean? Just playing like Iron Maiden type stuff, like so. Yeah, but I think music is a way; it just unites people. It's it is the ultimate. It's the language of the universe. I really think you know. Yeah. It's this way that you can connect with someone. They might might not even speak your language, but they can feel what you're putting across. You Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's the great unifier. Absolutely. So when you were in Iraq or Central America, I mean, um, did you have a chance to play your music for uh, you know members of of our allies, um, whether it was Iraqi military or or a um... um, little bit in South America? I played for people, not really in Iraq. It was um, different, but yeah, just kind of you know jamming out. But uh, Very cool. but then as soon as I got out. I stopped playing. Like I, I just did not play. I, I was struggling, so I didn't that, play. That's what I, I was going to ask you. It's like, so when you did finally leave the service and you, you, you had to put some of that energy somewhere, how do you, how do you channel that energy once you yeah. get out and you come back into civilian life? Yeah. How are you adjusting? I hit school really hard. Mm -hmm. uh, I started out at Kansas State University. Um, I did 40 hours of work week and 18 credit hours a semester just to try to keep my mind. You know, when I had two kids at this time, I had another one yep. shortly after I got out. Um, so just really trying to stay focused and driven. And I'm a pretty driven person, I felt like, you know. And then I got super intense jobs after that were just required a lot out of you. Yeah, you said you worked for the railroad. Yeah, I worked, you worked in finance and you yeah, did all kinds of jobs after I you did. got out. I did. So I worked for Union Pacific Railroad and it was a crazy intense demanding job and very uh 
I loved the job, but the hours and everything that I was trying to hide, it just wore down on me. And finally, you know, I had my break that I just, I couldn't do it. And it was ultimately, I'm diagnosed with PTSD. Yeah. I had other injuries, that, you know, from my body jumping out of airplanes, um, mm-hmm. losing hearing, you know, all kinds of stuff that just slow you down, respiratory issues. Um, you know, I wasn't sleeping because of nightmares yeah. and it just kind of, all came to a head, and at that time, uh, then I tried another job. It didn't work, and my my wife finally said, "Why don't you just do music?" And that's when I got back into it. And I, we'd been married like five or six years, and she'd never heard me sing and play guitar. Wow! You know, it was sure me play guitar, but not together singing. And so I just started letting it out and writing these crappy songs, you know. Yeah. And then um, just got better, and so I started doing music full time, and it was something that I could do that I felt like was important that worked around. I could have my own schedule and I could also vent all of these emotions and feelings that drugs didn't work on. You know, were you writing while you were in the military? Were you songwriting? No, were you, you weren't doing any songwriting. I did not. So all of your ideas were started to come together after your yeah. service. After I'm trying to sort through it all in my head, like yeah. what the hell just happened, you know? Yeah. And you just kind of, you start, yeah, why why am I struggling so bad right now, you know? And well, then, this is kind of a good segue to the next song because I'd, I'd worked on this song with you a while back. It was, I think, the very first song that I heard you play. Mm-hmm. I don't think I had heard one before this. Mm-hmm. And so it got me real curious about yeah. Operation Encore and everything that you guys were involved with. I mean, I heard yeah. this song and I was just, oh, my God. Yeah. So anyway, would you play this one and then maybe we yeah. can talk a little bit yeah. more after you're done? Yeah, this song's called White Mache, and it's uh, my attempt at trying to cover some of the feelings of coming home after military service, so... Came home soiled from a dirty war Thought I knew just what I fought it for Big brass bands, apple pie All the reasons seem so cut and dry Overseas a million miles away Through a million dusty hard-fought days Bombed out town, smoky skies Unshed tears have got me wondering why They say the eyes are windows to the soul Please don't look too closely There's nothing left to show I hang around where I once played Trying to figure through the day Never really worked out anyway Cause it takes a fool to fall For roses made with white mache Oh, it takes a fool to fall For roses made with white mache And I've 
tried every job in this whole town My aching mind refused to settle down Uncle Sam tied the lethal skills Odds and ends now help to pay the bills Left home feeling more than ten feet tall Quite a long hard way for one to fall Pride it took a hand grenade Spangled banner doled into a grave They say this place I live is called a home But it feels more like a prison Feels so numb, it feels so cold They tell me I'm a special one To serve my country with a gun So why do I still feel the need to run? No, I ain't a fool to fall for roses made with white shade No, I ain't a fool to fall for roses made with white shade God forgives the man who tries But they've never been to Baghdad Never heard those mothers cries And when I lay me down to sleep Will he take my soul to keep Or will he cast me out into the deep Cause he ain't a fool to fall for roses made with white machine No, he ain't a fool to fall for roses made With white machine great i wondered where that song came from in the timeline of you returning from service yeah Yeah, actually this i wrote about a year ago just i had written a couple others um that had done well and actually won won a song contest with one it was called holding a ghost and it was this uh this idea that my wife at the time was laying next to me like next to a ghost you know i was there but i wasn't there and then i just kind of I had these, I feel like it didn't fully capture what I was trying to do. And so this came as I was thinking about a buddy that I lost to suicide um, from the military, a guy that was I was on a sniper team with, and it was incredibly difficult, a lot of guilt, yeah. and um, just thinking about everything, and, and this is what came out. So yeah. it was actually a pretty quick write, you know, it didn't take me too long. So. Right. And you, you have, up until that point, you'd been writing a lot of songs. Yeah, I, I had. I'd been trying to, you know, 
keep at it and just keep stuff going and honing the craft. And I'd been going to school, you know, at Berkeley. You, and some you others. were going to Berkeley school yeah. music, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, which is great. And I learned a lot of things. Pat Pattinson started a course. Um, it, it's great. It's phenomenal for songwriting. And just, I learned a lot of things. And But I would write some of these songs. And um, Neil Dirks, who was a professor there, uh, he was just really encouraging to me. Really, really just, these are great. You're coming in at the right time. You know, he's like... There's a resurgence of John Prines, and you know he's naming the. And he said, I, "I think this is you're coming in at the right moment." But that was never what it was about for me. For me, it was about honing the craft and getting that idea out there and that feeling. I want people to feel it. I don't, I don't need to tell every little detail. I just need them to feel it. You yeah. know. Yeah. And I think that that song connects with people in all sorts of ways, not just military. You know. Yeah, yeah. We're certainly connecting with those songs. So. Um, you put out an album, I guess it was late last year, Green Street Manifesto? Yeah, maybe two years ago. I can't remember. Yeah. 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 Maybe 17 um, okay. or 18, I can't remember. But uh, yeah, um, I did that with, uh, released it through Sonic Valley Records, Dave Sabrowski. He helped me record and produce. And some of the songs did did well in song contests and won awards and things, you know, or, you know, that were finalists and things. So mm-hmm. have done in national contests and been fun white mache was one that actually went pretty far so yeah. and we're going to have you play the title track uh, green street manifesto in, in a little bit but um so you're, you're you're touring now you're a professional musician you know you get to live the dream and hit such places <laughs> it's a nightmare most days right Winnemucca and, you know elko yeah. on your way to Truckee. Yeah, yeah or whatever we're just wherever right i'll play in the desert no it was uh yeah so, yeah, I just got back uh, from Truckee. It was funny. We, we played Truckee, and I play with a, um, a gal, Michelle Moonshine, who's just incredible in her band. Um, we do a duo and then uh, sometimes play with her band. And we had played in Truckee and got done at midnight Pacific Standard Time, and we had to be back in Ogden, Utah, to play a show. We had to be there at, like, 1030, <laughs> right? And we were just... Talk about trucky. We it's, were trucking it back. It's like, only what a nine and a half hour drive. Yeah, nothing. You know what I mean? It, it, <laughs> Welcome to the. I business. was dying. So they were finishing out the set. I went and took a nap, so I could drive first and do the shift. You know what I yeah. mean? And then we could switch. But it's yeah, a, you do what you got to do. It's always the most classic thing about the business, right? It's, it's like yeah. you could have one day where you people think that it's all sunshine and roses and rock stars. It's yeah. It's literally sometimes the worst. One day <laughs> you have to have a love for it. Gig and the next yeah. day you're hustling ten hours to a- get to a bar. Absolutely, gig, you know? like, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's just you know, and it's but it's a labor of love. If you don't love it, and and there's something else for you to do, you, you'll cop out. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's too hard. And so for me. This is what I'm going to do. It's I guess the, the good news on, on that drive is that, like you don't even have to turn, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you can, especially when you get to the Great Salt Desert. I mean, you can just... I fell asleep for like 30 minutes, I think, and we were fine. So. <laughs> oh, let me ask you one more. Do you write on the road? Do you write when you're driving? I almost always, every song comes to me lyrically when I'm driving first. So interesting. Almost yeah. every time. Yeah, interesting. Yep. Interesting. Um, and tell us a little bit about the new album. Uh, we're here at AR Audio, you know, and we got uh, tracks for all all ten in the can. We'll be doing yeah. some more layers later on. But uh, you know, talk about what this is about, and you know, yeah. So um, it's this album. I feel like I've really progressed as a songwriter. Um, I think there's some really strong songs in there. Ones that uh, not necessarily just military. You know, there's a lot. 
big themes of everything. I, I think I cover um, kind of the state of affairs in the world, um, in our country, things that I, I think are common sense for me, maybe not for others, you know, but I, you know, and I do it more from a, a humanist approach that, you know, everybody has value and every person. And so tackling these real problems, you know, how does it feel when you have someone that you like and they don't like you as much and you're in love with this person, but they don't really love you. You know what I mean? How does that feel? And trying to put that into a song, you know, in the studio, I think Adam and I have done a good job of nailing the feeling on a lot of those. I, I think it'll be a superb album. I really do. We're, we're calling Andrew one take Jake. <laughs> literally, I think on all of these songs, we cut 10 songs in the last three days and no more than one or two takes on each one. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's fantastic. It's beautiful to work with with somebody like that because I'd sit back and I listen and I say, no, that's done. You don't have to do anything else on that one. And I'm over there like, I don't know about that. And he's like, no, it's good. That's it. That's it. Yeah, don't don't mess it up. Yeah, and you learn learn to trust the engineer, right? And Adam's the best, so it's good. Hey, um, the next song we're going to have you play, uh, River Lark of the Pine. Tell us a little bit about that um, as an intro before you just take it whenever you're ready. Yeah. Um, so uh, this song I wrote actually before White Mache, and it was, uh, did I live in, I lived in Tennessee at the time, I think. Um, and it was this idea that um, I felt broken. I felt very exposed. I didn't feel very confident like I had a lot of times in my life. But it was this idea of learning to be okay being who I am now. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, but right now. Like, be okay who I am now and don't be afraid to open up. And whatever that is, if, if you're a baseball star, if you whatever it is, you just do the best you can and don't be afraid of what the naysayers name. Just go do it. And so that's where this song came from. Like gypsies to the engine's muffled hum as I drive toward new adventures. Self down inside me springs, but it's tempered by the sweet words that my mother used to sing. Like a river runs wild. Like a lark flying free Like a tall Georgia pine I'm okay being me Don't you worry about them Don't you worry about me Never feel what they say Only feel what you think Never feel what they say only feel what you think I 
is above those city limits my heart pounds inside of me but I open up that guitar case and I fill the streets with beats some pass by and cast shadows others smile joyfully some with happy feet start dancing as they sing along with me Like a river runs wild Like a lark flying free Like a tall Georgia pine I'm okay being me Don't you worry about them Don't you worry about me Never feel what they say Only feel what you think Never feel what they say Only feel what you Like a lark flying free Like a tall Georgia pine I'm okay being me Don't you worry about them Don't you worry about me Never feel what they say only feel what you think Never feel what they say Only feel what you think Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Well, we have uh, time for you to do one more song. I know you got to uh, get off to a private party up on Russian River. Um, so uh, so uh, uh, how about Green Street Manifesto? That's, that's one yeah. of my favorite songs you do. And tell us a little bit about that. I know it's off your, off your album, but uh, give us a little run-up on that. And then... Yeah, it's off uh, my last album. And uh, so Operation Encore sent me out to uh, HBO Studios in New York. Um, and I got to go play there. And I was walking around in Soho. And... Um, there was this guy that had a sign that said, blame it on the Jews. I thought that's very interesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, blame Adam. What? That's what it said. I have no idea. I'm guilty. <laughs> You're yeah. guilty. You're guilty as Blame charged. all that high-quality <laughs> recording on them, huh? So I'll take the blame. And then I was over in, on, and it was Green Street in Soho. Um, and then I was over on Green Street in London playing music over there. And um, same thing. Like, there was somebody that had some sign. They were picketing something. And uh, it was Green Street spelled the exact same way with an E on the end. And so I thought, if I were holding a sign on Green Street, what would I say? And this is what I came up with. Caveat. Let me try to remember the words. <laughs> <laughs>
for freedom to decide Not have to run, not have to hide And I sing for those that have no friends Who bullies ton who want an end And I sing for girls left to roam For little boys that have no home And I sing for those that have no voice For better lives who want a choice Andrew, thank you very much for your time. Um, I know you, you got to get off, but uh, thanks for spending some time with us. And, and Adam, thanks for letting us use your studio here. And uh, uh, on behalf of everyone from Operation Encore, we can't wait to hear your new album. So uh, let's get it buttoned up. Yeah, yeah. Woo! And thank you, Operation Encore and Adam. Absolutely. And all you fans out there, thank you so much. It's, I could not do this without you. There's no possible way. All right. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.